Thank you for tuning into the Hope When There Was None podcast. And here we share stories to educate you, to empower you and inspire. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do me a favor and share if you have a favorite episode, or maybe you think somebody else that needs a dose of positivity and to maybe break open some of the darkness, let there be light. So thank you again for all of your support and encouragement. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, it's Melinda from Hope When There Was None. I wanted to spring on, I'm trying not to take too much time today, but uh, first things first, I do have a Hope When There Was None special group. I went from closed and I just made it secret. So if you're interested in joining that group, it's more geared towards ladies. It's a safe place for you to come share your experiences. Perhaps you just want to look for a little bit. That's fine, too. I'll be coming on. I'll do some readings, which I'm just going to start doing that. I'm going to try and do this daily to pop in and do some sort of reading, uh, whether it be from my book, from the Bible. I did find this cute little book right here. I don't know if you can read that. Probably not. The Bible Promise Book. And I found that, yes, 49 cents at Goodwill. Yes, I'm a thrifter. Anyway, I found that book. So I might take a reading from that or any other type of maybe self-help books that I find and just kind of maybe expound a little bit on them and uh, hopefully give you some nuggets of wisdom and encouragement as well along the way. So that is a secret group. If you're interested, of course, in that secret group, I'm happy to add you to it. You do need to email me privately. You can do it through this page and hope when there was none or send me a message, Melinda Kunst, and let me know that's something you're interested in. And um, I'll be doing a little more videos on there um, and again, sharing a little bit more different things on that group. Also, I wanted to find out or come to you and discuss, say hi, <laughs> I wanted to come on, <laughs> hey Tammy, I wanted to come on and talk about, I had did a blog post not too long ago and I had gotten a comment. That's why you yes. keep up with the videos. <laughs> I had, uh, did a blog post and it was about uh, Al Bundy and you know what if I had married Al Bundy and it was kind of meant you know I kind of meant it um, more like a whimsical thing you know I wish I would have anybody else but who I married and the person Lori and I love her to death she's a grade school friend and she said you know hi girl uh, she had said that um, he is cute isn't he he's my little sidekick there <laughs> uh, she had said that what you know, why didn't you see the signs? If you saw the signs of this person, why didn't you just leave? And, you know, I didn't think about it then. I had red flags going off. So, I mean, I knew I had these red flags. But, um, you know, it made me think about, well, what about other people? Did they see red flags as well in advance? I've heard of stories where um, people have shared they hadn't seen any kind of flags. They had no clue. Family didn't give them any tip-offs or anything of that nature. And it wasn't until later in the in the marriage or relationship that suddenly this person turned into this monster um, that they didn't know, that they hadn't realized that they married this per type of person, kind of like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing. So I don't know from you folks if anybody had had a similar situation where they had met somebody that seemed like Mr. or Mrs. Wonderful, Miss Wonderful, and all of a sudden they changed. So I guess I'm kind of just throwing that question out there. If you know somebody like that, that there was no signs. Uh, for myself, again, I had the red flags. I didn't see them. Hindsight is, and, and why I'm doing this is to share, hey, don't do as I do. <laughs> do as I say. To try and empower, especially our younger generation coming up. 
a lot of social skills. I think we're missing a lot of social skills, how to handle these feelings. And when the situations come up, how do we handle them? Uh, I don't think, I mean, we're all playing with our, and I admit it, I've got this going on and I have another laptop next to me. So, I mean, we're always so hooked up and I think we're kind of getting away from the feelings. When I do emails or when I do a instant message, it's so hard for me to convey what type of feeling I'm going for when I do that. It might come out like I'm being angry and I'm not, or it came out like I'm being sad and I'm not. So, I mean, social skills, I think that's important. And I don't remember ever really learning those. Okay, I'm reading, I'm reading you, Tammy. You know what, you just got to keep listening. You know, that's hard because I see it in so many of my friends. I, I not so many, but a few of my friends, and that's been really hard. And, um, I, I, you know, I wish I could tell you that something has to happen in order for them to finally kind of, of wake up and see it. Or they might have to have other people mention it to them that, hey, this is going on, um, that we see this and, and you need to get away or you need help or, or something of that matter. Uh, is it long in the situation? I mean, is this something that they've been together with them for years? And sometimes it's hard because, you know, we're in love with this person and we can't see past those rose-colored glasses until it's too late. I'm just waiting on Miss Tammy. Okay. Oh, girl. Hi, Jill. Yeah, that's hard because if they don't believe it... See, I knew something was wrong right off. I, I don't know how they don't believe it, though. That's kind of, I mean, unless they're that crazy in love with that person. Yeah, I, I don't know how they wouldn't see that. Is that something, Tammy, is that something that maybe uh, they only, well, no, I mean, behind closed doors, yeah, that's, that's a hard one. That really is hard. Well, maybe it isn't hard. Maybe, maybe she knows that this is going on. Because after a while, your abuser can make you sympathize for them and make you believe that the world out there is, the sky is purple and it's blue. So it could be that he's got her so wrapped around his finger that uh, she does believe everything and that everything does have... Yeah, definitely. That it does have a um, an answer for everything. Oh, that's so sad, though. But hopefully something will, and I hate to say something will shake her up, but hopefully she'll come around and maybe enough people love her enough to bring this to her attention, of course, privately, because you don't want to do this in front of him. Every time... Every time something would happen, when I was with my with my ex, every time something would happen that was bad, it, let's say it was a family situation, and he mouthed off or he did this, it, it was always somebody else's fault, or, oh, he had a rough day, or he didn't take his meds. There was always some sort of excuse. And yeah, I was the cleanup girl. I came behind, and I would say, well, you know, he just had a bad day, and 
you know, he'll be okay. Let him eat something. He'll be okay. So I, I get that. I do. Ah, that is, that's like number one on the hip parade. That's something that a lot of abusers do. They do. And that is a guilt. I, I did that myself for a long time. And again, so I think she is seeing this. And maybe she's just afraid. Maybe she's just afraid to leave because where will she go? Does she, have you ever talked to her about leaving? You know, what resources she does have? Would she be able to stay with family or anything? Mm. And sadly, it's almost like it reads from a playbook. A lot of these abusers seem to have the same kind of, um, of verbiage. And it's crazy. It's almost like they're all interconnected, whether it's a male or female, but it, it is really crazy. And I hear that quite often, and it makes me really sad. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, if there is some sort of way that you could, um, hey, I'd be happy to connect with her, too, because sometimes when you're in these situations, you just don't, it's not that you necessarily don't always believe it, but you don't believe in yourself enough that, hey, I can get out, that I can be free, or maybe I can't make it without this person. Maybe he's got her convinced that he is the air that she breathes. I had an aunt tell me once, she said that, um, yeah, he told me that he was the air that I breathed, and then I got asthma when I got older. <laughs> but seriously, they will make this stuff, I mean, it just, it's like, where did this come from now that I'm looking back at it? Some of the things he said is not the killing, you know, about killing himself, but some other things that he said in situations are just now humorous. And I didn't find them humorous now. Um, I found them very scary. But looking back, it's like, really, seriously, I had the toilet paper on wrong. You know, I didn't put it this way. I put it that way. Just silly stuff like that. Okay, Miss Jill. Exactly, exactly. And that's Jill, Jill said it. She said that she always thought that things would get better when he got a new job or people at work would just stop treating him bad. Yes, yes, girl. I know. I hear you. I used to think the same thing. It's like, oh, you know, his boss wouldn't have said this. He wouldn't have gone off. And, you know, poor guy. Okay, Miss Tammy. Okay, so she, as long as she does what he wants, he's great. But then Tammy, she mentions about um, being distanced, distancing her friend off. And that's what they do. They want to separate you from your friends and from your family. That is just a typical behavior. And yes, he'll be awesome and great if I did everything that I was supposed to do. He was wonderful towards me. But of course, anything little, small that that happened, then it would just go back to the way it was. Oh, you know, Tammy, if you ever want, I would love to get with her if you want to message me privately, if you think she'd talk to me. Um, my phone number, I can give you my phone number. I'm happy to chat with her. That's no problem. I'd love to. Yeah, and Jill, you said it, girl. You you got it. It's kind of crazy. Okay, so he doesn't want to around anyone. 
Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's a typical thing, Tammy. That is so typical. He wants to isolate her. He wants her to be the world, him to be the world for her. Because if she starts hanging out with other people and starts talking with other people, like yourself, you had mentioned, you know, what if what if you see these flags and she doesn't believe it? He doesn't want her to see these flags. He doesn't want her to see others to give her information about his flaws because then she's going to start thinking for herself and thinking, hey, I don't want to be treated this way. I don't deserve it. So, of course, he doesn't want this. No, and, th and that is so typical. That really is. He wants someone to control, and that's her. He's got her. And it's very sad, but it is, sadly, again, a very typical response for people to do. And you do. Tammy, when you think about this, you think, oh, I'm just going over the top and, you know, I'm just making a mountain over a molehill and you're not. These are real problems, but you don't think so. Again, I think I had mentioned before, I didn't know I was abused. I thought this was normal behavior. Now, I do have to ask, was she in, did she grow up in an abusive situation before? <laughs> And yes, Jill, exactly. They will make you doubt yourself. I thought for sure I was going crazy. <laughs> I was the crazy one. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I did. I thought I was nuts. It is very heartbreaking. It is. And it's like your hands are tied until she's ready to go ahead and make that jump or to or to believe. And I'm just reading your responses here, ma'am. Okay, so she didn't grow up that way. Wow, that's a long time. And, you know, that could be another factor in that. Being together for, for 30 years, she might be thinking, why do I want to start all over? Uh, another thing she might be thinking is, I've already got 30 years into this. Maybe who's going to want me after 30 years? Uh, do they have kids together as well? I mean, because that's another thing that ties you together if you have kids or even fur babies together. That might tie you and make you want to stay a little longer. That's been the case with a lot of folks, and, and myself included. And he might have it, have her thinking and believing that she can't survive without him. And she might actually believe it. And I get that. Okay, one adult child. Well, that's good. An adult child. But still, she might still feel a little bit of a tie there to stay. Does she have any health reasons, like maybe insurance? Is she an at-home mom? Oh, Oh, okay. So he's treating, the child's treating her the same way the husband does. Oh, my heart's breaking for her. Oh my gosh. And so she's used to all this. Now she's been to, with him for 30 years. That's a long time. And you get used to it. Leaving sometimes is scary because you don't know what to expect. I knew if, you know, I even had doubts. It's like, well, if I stay, I know I have to do this, this, and this. And you know, I'll still have the fin financial, what do you call it? I'll have all that, the health insurance and so on, if I just stay a little longer. 
but yeah, I didn't like seeing some of my, my kids starting to exhibit his behavior. I didn't like that. Okay, I'm going. I see Miss Jill over here. Hold on a second. Yes, there are people. There are people that still stay. I've met older folks in their 60s and 70s, and the only reason they finally broke free is their partner died. And that is so sad that they stayed together that long. Uh, and, yeah, they, they just never left. And, of course, there, uh, there were a few that I met in those relationships. It was because they grew up in that day when you didn't do that. You stayed with your partner no matter what. Even if this person was beating a, you know, snot out of you, you stayed no matter what. There was a big stigmatism about leaving your, your partner back then, you know, 50s, 40s, and so on. Eh, maybe the 60s, too. Oh. No, I'm sure he doesn't like you because of that. They have a tendency, abusers have a tendency not to like friends. Like Again, they want to isolate them as best that they can. So, yes, they will definitely not like you to have friends, especially. I, I couldn't have friends that were independent. I have, and I still do, my friend, babe, or Darlene, um, he, my ex did not like her. She was with me at the antique shop and any time that she would come around, he would try and make a point out of making me busy or after we were done at the shop, he'd say, oh, do you know what blah, blah, blah did? I don't want you talking to her anymore because he didn't like that she was an independent woman. You know, even if he doesn't hit her, it still sounds like, you know, all that mental abuse is enough, emotional abuse is enough. And he might be one of those those sneaky physical abusers. Mine didn't like to leave outward appearances. He never like broke my arm. He never um, did a lot of damage to my face. But you know, I would wear turtlenecks, you know, if he would choke me. Um, there were times he used to like to pinch, uh, to push push me down. He'd like kick me in the stomach and stuff like that and other parts of my body do a lot of kicking or stepping on me um, because he didn't like any, I guess he wanted to keep it private, but there are a lot of men and women like that. I was really surprised to, to know that. Um, that's why, again, I didn't think anything really of it myself because he wasn't breaking my arm and he wasn't doing an outward appearance of, of abuse, physical abuse. But again, sometimes that mental, emotional stuff, oh, I would have rather been punched than to hear those words coming out of his mouth. Oh, I got one shot. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it sounds like she has a lot of self-esteem issues then too. Have you noticed that? And good for you, by the way, for standing up for her. That's for uh, for something. That's awesome.
Yes, that's Ted Bundy. That's, yeah, that's a nice little sociopath right there, psychopath. And that was mine too. That's, and he was labeled that when he stayed in the hospital. They told me that was one of his labels. Um, he was uh, Ted Bundy, Ten Bundy. It was just smart, cunning, and really sweet, give you the shirt off his back. But then, yeah, it was a show. Yes, they are like that. They are like that. But really, I'd love to chat with her. Is she local, Tammy? What? He would hit you? What? You don't do that. Oh my gosh, seriously. Wow. Exactly, Jill. Yes. Yes. Yes, I agree. And I did that too. I did that too. It's it's not that bad. It's not that bad. No, I didn't end up with a with a broken leg or, you know, he didn't beat me with a bat or anything like that. But yes, I agree. I did. I justified it. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, you know, if we meet for coffee or some somehow um definitely I, I think that would be awesome we just chat we don't have to do anything else he it sounds like he just doesn't like anybody that's a strong person and that's typical mine didn't like that either anybody that sounded that's normal acting normal he didn't like them he thought they were mouthy they should know their plays that sort of thing they shouldn't be talking to other men like that Wow. Was your husband around? Well, girl, you should have just, <laughs> oh my God, you don't do that. That's, oh my God. Wow. As I say, if your husband was around or, oh, that's scary. Why? I don't get that. That just floors me. Wow. That's crazy. I'm so glad you're her friend. I really am. I'm so glad you're her friend. Sometimes we need that person to to kind of know that it's going to be okay, even if we're not ready to leave yet. It's it's nice to have somebody. I don't want to say in a back pocket, but someone there to know that things are going to be okay. And if you need that person to fall back on when the time finally arises, or you need just to talk, it's nice to have have somebody such as yourself there. <laughs> I've gotten to the point where it's like I don't need my husband to fight my battles I really don't I've, I've grown a, a set of cojones and I don't think I need him around for it and yeah I, I think I'm scarier than my, my husband right now too <laughs> that made my day <laughs> Well, yeah, let's connect. Let's let's get together somehow, girl, and, and help her out, figure something out. You know, maybe if just a safety plan for when she finally does make that break or, or just to send her some empowering words just to let her know that she's worthy of something a lot 
more than she's living right now. Again, sometimes it's scary to make that step out, to, to make that leap of faith and just to say, okay, I'm ready to go when you don't think you have a place to go or money or, or so on, especially when if he's got her that tied up and at home. And I'm proud of you. That is awesome. That is awesome. I think a lot of, of the self-esteem issues play into that. Um, I had such a low self-esteem of myself going into mine and even going forward, I felt like dirt. So this person at one point in time, they almost like they sense that and they build you up enough. And then I felt really good. He made me feel really special. But uh, yeah, I didn't have a very good self-esteem of myself. And then later on, of course, when the abuse really started happening is when he would start making me feel even worse than I felt. And I, than I felt, you know, he would make me feel even more terrible. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. But yes, self-esteem has a lot, a lot to play. They do. And I think it's so important that once you jump out of that relationship to start building up your self-esteem. There are a lot of us that have been victims and we don't build that up. So we do end up finding another, in many cases, finding another person to abuse us. It might be physically, emotionally, or mentally, but we do go fall back into those habits. So it's very good to start once you're kind of out of the gate after, you know, you're done your morning time, because there is a time of morning that uh, you start working to build yourself up. And there's not a lot of that. Unfortunately, um, as victims, we and survivors, we just go and keep going on with the flow and we might get a little bitter or so on, but we really need to work on ourselves. And I don't think there's enough of that out there Another enough people to say, hey, you've been through this trauma and you need such and such help, whether it be therapy or um, counseling, therapy, medication, something. Uh, you need to connect with other victims and survivors. Go to a support group. Uh, and also just to look in the mirror and say, I love you or you're worth it. There's not enough of that out there. And I'm a firm believer that's a lot that helped me to rebuild myself, my self-esteem, and to, to finally kind of embrace me for the first time in in a long time. I mentioned this on a different group that in my 48 years, I finally feel like I, I've come, I've arrived because I love myself. And this person right here, this girl right here is worthy of love and support and safety and is never going to let that happen to her again. Never, ever, ever. I'm just waiting to see if Carol's got anything else. <laughs> we do, we do. So, I mean, I know myself and there are a handful of other um, survivors out there on Instagram and on Facebook that are doing self-care. There's a young lady named Amy. She's got a self-care group uh, and she shares like little tidbits and, and how to pamper yourself and so on. And she is a survivor as well, but we definitely do need some sort of other outreaches. Oh, you're welcome, Jill. <laughs> you're welcome. 
All right, ladies, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm coming up on 30 minutes, and I'm going to try and pop on again. If anybody else has any other questions or comments, please do so here in the replay or email me privately. Again, I do have that to hope when there was none secret group, if you're interested in that. Uh, it's in the baby stages, so there's not a lot of traffic right now, a lot of um, uh, content right now from the other members, and I've got a handful, but I'm hoping that'll pick up as everyone gets to know each other and we get to share a little bit more. I'll do some more. I'm going to do a daily live on that group. Um, and it, again, it might just be a book reading. It might be just a funny story that happened or I'm not quite sure what else it might be. But um, it's something that was, this whole thing is near and dear to my heart. And I just want to share what I can and hopefully, hopefully plant a seed of, uh, of and empowerment, encouragement with somebody else that might need it. But uh, I'm going to let you ladies go. And gentlemen, if anybody's watching in the replay, and that's a gentleman, I love you. Thank you guys for being so active. I appreciate it. Yay. You have a great day. And I will let you go. Love you to bits. Bye.